Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Clydesdale Media Roundtable. Uh, we got the whole cast and crew today. Um, I'm really excited about this episode. Um, we've had some people write in that have joined us late in our journey and wanted to know the origin story of Clydesdale Media. So I'm super stoked to get that out to everybody. But first, let's see how everybody's doing one week after the CrossFit Games. We back to normal? Totally. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yep. Fitness on point. Nutrition, eh, it's not bad. I'm, I'm just the opposite. So <laughs> nutrition's on point. Fitness, <laughs> I get it in when I can. I've yeah. been, today we're, today we're doing a complex, a power snatch, squat snatch. And what I've been doing is after, and they rest a minute in between, I've been going in between everybody's rest minute and just lifting their bars and doing the complex. <laughs> Yeah. Cold. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been fun. Just to I, be like, I, coach has to keep her fitness a little bit. And that's what I've been doing. So the so uh, the question is, are the bars all different weights? Like, are you? Yes, they're all different weights. I mean, but <laughs> this is a beginner gym. So they're all, you know, pretty light. Um, I did have a guy doing the complex at like 95 today, but he had a guy's bar and I was just afraid to do it because I didn't want to like hurt myself. So I didn't, but I really wanted to just because I wanted to show him that like I was stronger than he was. <laughs> But I didn't. I do that to Charlie yeah. a lot at the gym. I resisted. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. I'm like you fell, and, guy. and then Charlie jumps up on the pull-up bar and like does fifty strict unbroken pull-ups, and I'm like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> I we can't even do. I can't even do one strict pull-up right now. Like I tried yesterday. I've not been on the rig in months. And I'm probably 10 pounds heavier than I've, than I was when I was good at gymnastics or not like halfway decent at gymnastics. And, uh, I couldn't even do one. It was very sad. So it made me really rethink what I'm doing here. Cause I need to get better. I need to get back to where I was, the, which wasn't good. I actually got up on the pull-up bar for the first time this week. Cause I've been doing like ring rows for everything. And mm -hmm. so I did like some scat pull-ups, some stuff like accessory work. Yep. Um, and it felt really good. Really good. Awesome. Dead hang. My hands Love hurt, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it felt good. Might be time to yeah, dip I feel like I'm on point both ways. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm going to grab my water. Hold on guys. Keep talking. I can hear you. Charlie, I thought, yeah, I thought you and Kat were going to go toe-to-toe -to -toe on the GW. So, true story. I, bu I bought it. I bought the liquid version of it. Yeah. And I took it, and I yeah, took we, it twice. Yeah, we need you on camera for this. I took, it, I took it two days in a row. And it is the worst tasting thing I've ever tasted. Um. If I had gotten it in a pill form, I probably would be still be taking it, but it literally like makes me want to vomit when I tasted it and you can't mix it in anything like you can, but you still taste the nastiness. And because the label all over it says not intended for human consumption, I just like <laughs> couldn't, do you know what I mean? Like I just, I, I did it for two days and I was like, I can't do this. And like my son knew I was taking it. Like he saw it and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, it's just like an experiment. We're just going to see what happens. <laughs> And like the look of disappointment on his face, I was like, all right, well, I don't want him to accidentally like think it's cool to take it because he's like, you know, he'll get kicked out of school for doing it. Lose so a scholarship. Um, I disposed of it after two days of use. Cost me like 50 bucks. Um, that is so wasted. Charlie would have totally taken it. I know. I'm sorry. This was like a couple weeks before the games happened. Now, I'm not saying if I didn't, if I couldn't get it in pill form, I wouldn't try it again, but. The liquid was just way too disgusting. Well, why couldn't you just get some tainted supplements? It seems to be that's what everybody else. Is I mean, I'm looking. I go to the vitamin shop every day and ask. 
and she turns me away every time. Hmm. Crazy. Where's the tainted section? True, true story. Yeah. Yeah, excuse me. Where's that tainted section, please? The the best part about it now is that I keep getting these emails from the company I bought it from, telling me that it's on sale, telling me that it's on special, mm. telling me that I should try this other stuff and everything else. So I'm like, you know, I'm like a customer now. <laughs> Just forward it right oh. on over to me. Right. All right, Nick. All right, Amy. You've established yourself as the producer of the show. You realize yep. that, right? Okay. Yep. I'm on cool. it. Okay. So you so, guys see, yeah, see my banner? Yeah, you're no rep. Yeah. So I was just gonna tell you that losing a bet to Travis oh was not that not that bad of a deal. <laughs> so <laughs> but you got a for, yeah, anyone for anyone that was listening before or wasn't listening before, Travis and I had a bet. It was a loose bet. I said I did I said Haley wouldn't make the top ten, but I think it ended up being that Haley that Danny Spiegel could beat Haley in the game at the games. Yeah. And that did not happen. Um, and so I owed him a case of C4. So I sent him a case of C4. And like the next day in the mail, I got a box with a no rep banner, a make fitness mandatory tank top, and a bunch of stickers. So well, I feel like I made out pretty well for Travis. I'd like to make a bet with you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so Travis, thank you very much. That was super generous of you. And um, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of cool surprises, um, I ordered two bags of coffee from Paper Street Coffee and Gabe, and um, I got four bags of coffee, a coffee mug, and some stickers. Um, Gabe's the best. He, if you don't know who Gabe is, he had Paper Street Coffee had a booth at the games, and I think its sole purpose was to promote all the content creators in the space. And yeah. the fact that he does that is so, so super cool. And uh, he deserves a huge amount of kudos. And the coffee is now my favorite. I am addicted and will <laughs> probably have to keep, keep getting it. So um, it's great. The eraser highly recommend. And he has a website where people can go and get his coffee. Yeah. It's, it's paper st coffee.com. Because there's a there's an actual paperstreetcoffee.com, right? There is. Their 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 website is under construction. As I incorrectly went there, but it is paper st for street and then coffee.com. Okay, I just put it in the comments, just so people have it. I'll, yeah, I'll build I'll on top right. of that story. That there we go. Yep. I'll build that. What's story. that story, Charlie? I went to McDonald's and got a six piece, and I got seven nuggets. Boom. <laughs> Charlie, let's go back and review what the first part of that statement. <laughs> Children. They were for kids. Okay. Okay. All right. But the chicken McNuggets are different than they were when we were kids. They are completely not the same. They're mushier. They're just I don't know. The skin on them before like behaved like actual skin. And now it does not. Real chicken. Right. Hey, just saying. We don't have we don't have nugget slander on here. <laughs> I'm nugget. I'm gonna slander the nuggets. Nugget slander. <laughs> well, there's one person in your family, Charlie, that definitely is not eating nuggets, and she looks amazing. Oh yeah. And let's just shout out to Miss Lisa Odie, working with uh, my gals at Move the Needle, which is a nutrition company. Um, she looks awesome. She's a month in. I believe so. Is she hangry? Well, I don't. I don't, I I don't know if that's because of that or there's life. a difference between uh, hangry and angry. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think that's what you're trying to say. Is that right? It's just normal, normal angry, not hangry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But no, she's yes, angry. She's yeah, she is. She she looks good, and she's working with Sarah over at Move the Needle. I've worked with Eric over there at, at Move the Needle. Sarah's um, a rock star. Mm -hmm. We got all these bento boxes around the house. Ridiculous. Oh, is that what she's doing? Yeah. So yeah. she's not measuring or weighing. I love it. That one is such a good, good program too. 
And that's Very what I cool. like from talking to Lisa. She said that like Sarah asked her, you know, what, what are your, your hard, like, you know, hard passes and things like that. And she was like, I don't want to log my food. I just, I get, I don't want to weigh and do that. And so this was another option, which I think is an awesome um, yeah, awesome way to do it. It's a great, great option. Some people get really wigged out when they, you know, they get too OCD about it and emotions get involved when you're tracking and things. It just doesn't work for a lot of people. So it's a mm -hmm. nice option for them as well. Cool. And Scott, you've got a new gig. You've got a new uh, accountability thing going on with the, with Clydesdale Media. Tell everybody about that. Yeah. So if you didn't see the first week was out, it was kind of our intro episode of what we're going to do. Um, it is my goal to lose hundred pounds by the 2023 CrossFit games. And I keep saying that number, the number is not important to me. It is to be as fit as possible by the 23 games. That's just a measurement. Aiming to high. Get to. Yes. Aiming high. And, um, and so my nutrition coach and I, Cheryl, are doing an, an episode every weekend where I do my weekly check-in with her live, uh, where she asks me all the questions on the weekly check-in. I answer them live on air. You can jump in, ask questions yourself. And, uh, and I am in no control of this, these episodes. I am just the subject. She's running the show and, uh, and it's a way to hold me accountable all the way to next year's CrossFit games. I would also like to add that you've given us permission to also hold you accountable. You, I have, I've yes. given everybody permit. I gave, I talked to Christy uh, Tuesday mm -hmm. and gave her permission to hold me accountable. I talked to Patrick. Uh, so the whole gym is on board. Everybody okay. we're, we're doing this. I figure the more accountability I can get, the better, and let's be real. Like I, I found a why, a few weeks ago, yeah, and that, that makes why a is really, really big. Yeah. And I don't want that why to fail. Yes, that's a good point. I mean, you need that sort of the. It's not motivation. It's more like inspiration, or like you know, uh, a little bit of an intangible that makes what you're doing tangible. I like right. that. Can you I remember this? one time. Well, what? I want to get this for all of us. No excuse. Oh, this, this is a fitness journal. I found it. And it's no excuses. No yeah. excuses. I have a new, I'm running a new special at the gym where I'm trying to get some people who um, are intimidated by CrossFit to do like six personal sessions in advance, kind of like an on-ramp. Yeah. yeah. We call it CrossFit basics. Yeah. And I use the promo code, no excuses to get 50% off. Perfect. I like it. Very cool. Back to school. Well, I want to, I want to touch on two new stories before we get into our origin story. Okay. And I want to preface this by both of these are probably going to become full news stories. And if you haven't been following along, the rig report is no more. We are going to release news stories as separate five to 15 minute pieces on Clydesdale media. And so some of the stuff we're going to talk about today is probably going to become those and we have calls and feelers out. Uh, so look for those. But the first thing I want to talk about is Noble signed a deal with the NFL to be the title sponsor of the NFL combine in Indianapolis. Okay. From one, one perspective that is huge for a grassroots company that was built out of CrossFit to expand to the largest sports entity in, in the country, maybe the, probably not the world, but in the, in the country uh, and to hitch their wagon to that is pretty crazy. Yes. Any other perspective? Um, I mean, yeah, that's a huge, huge deal for them. And I think the concern, like there've been some jokes floating around about, you know, how on earth, well, first of all, let's, let's explain what that means being the title sponsor of the NFL combine. Um, it means that they're providing all the apparel and accessories. Um, and that's confirmed, but with someone who works for noble, um, that's a fact that that's what it, they're going to be doing. And I think, um, the concern is, 
are they going to do it well, <laughs> right? How are they going to be able to handle the volume? And what will that volume do to the other spaces that they're serving, like golf and CrossFit? Because people have made comments like, hey, the games are over and I can't even get a Tia Claire Tuman jersey because they're sold out. Um, or, you know, hey, you know, when they first found out about the CrossFit Games a year and a half ago, you know, it really took them a long time and they had a lot of excuses about how they didn't have enough time to sort of figure this out. They have less than a year to get their act together for the Combine, which is presumably a larger market than the CrossFit Games. Now, I don't know that for a fact. And that's those are some of the things, some of the loose ends we're trying to, you know, tie up in terms of, you know, is this really news or is it not? But will it have an effect on their sponsorship of the CrossFit Games and will you know, Noble go to the, to like the whoop world and just sort yeah. of like leave CrossFit high and dry. Uh, is anyone going to tell them that their shoes suck? <laughs> I mean, it's such a universal. I don't mean opinion. Noble. I mean the athletes, the other athletes. <laughs> yeah. So they are not, I don't think they're outfitting them in shoes, are they? Oh, okay. I, no one because says. Because I, I think most especially high end athletes probably already have shoe deals going into. Correct. I think they in, will into provide the combine just like at the CrossFit games. I think they will provide them with shoes, but they won't have to wear the shoes okay. kind of, you know, just like at the games, you get all the shoes, you mm -hmm. can wear them if you want, but understandably people have sponsors and are going to wear the shoes that they're given. Um, but they're also doing so this is interesting they're also it's all apparel and accessories and they're also providing an upgraded registration check-in process kind of like they did for the crossfit games which is kind of cool because that was probably one of the highlights for a lot of the athletes coming into the games was that whole locker room experience yeah. and clearly noble does a very good job of doing that you know organizing it staffing it and having it you know having the media there and everything else to sort of show that so i'm excited that that's going to happen. Um, Noble's also building a pros the prospects, a training center. So a place where they can actually adequately warm up and get ready for the events. So that's something also new that they'll be doing. So it's not just about apparel and accessories. Now they're actually getting into creating spaces, um, almost like event planning type activities. And so, let's, I'm going to be honest, like I'm not a fan of their shoes at all. But they're like their shirts are as soft as you can get. I I totally agree with the material of the shirt. Uh, but I think their uh, pants, their tights suck. I, I hate. It's going to be interesting to get the feedback from the the players because a football body is very different than a CrossFit body. And yeah. will they be able to fit them properly? Because yeah. this I, is. Good. This is those players' future on the line. They are being tested in different things to to get a better draft status. And so it's going to be super important to them. It's going to be interesting to see what the feedback is in year well, one. I've gotten feedback from athletes at our gym who are relatively tall athletes, like 6'6". Six, six. And, you know, when I looked up to try to get tops and asked several people, are they going to be long enough? Yes, it's one of the longest. And it's a crop top. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, imagine I mean, a six foot seven, 380 pound offensive lineman. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, and they might even be playing around with some different fabrics. Um, you know, this is in the winter time. I believe the stadium's covered, right? It's not like an open stadium. Correct. Um, but, you know, for like the athleisure stuff that they're going to be giving these guys with like sweatpants and sweatshirts and things, they might be playing around with different fabrics. They're definitely going to have to be playing around with different cuts, I would think. Um, so it's not just like taking your operation and just spitting out a different brand, like a different logo. It's really perhaps going back to the drawing board with a lot of this stuff. So it's just, you know, we'll see. I, I wish them nothing but success and, you know, hope that they can hold on to, you know, the relationship with CrossFit as well, because that's where their roots are. But you know, like I said, kind of like Whoop, like Whoop became a great sensation in CrossFit and then took off with other industries and sort of was like, bye-bye. So, yeah. Yeah, never yeah, know. I agree. So we'll see, we'll uh, see what we can dig up and we'll get some people on that can talk a little more intelligently about it. 
who are actually in the space. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we also have the, Amy wanted to talk about master's athlete payouts. Yes. And this is something I saw at the games and I let it slip through my mind. Yeah. And at the time I really questioned it. Um, but let's talk about it. Yeah. If you didn't know different, depending on your age, you get a different payout in the master's division at the CrossFit games for champions, podium finishers, whatever. Well, what so age group makes the most money? 35 to 39. That's it. Mm. The top makes 25,000. And then I think like 8,000 and then second place, 8,000. And then third place, maybe like 4,000. All other divisions, the top makes 10,000. Wow. That's a 15,000 discrepancy. And I, so, and I want to know why. So they go 300,000 for individual, 25,000 for 35 to 39, and then 10. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Yep. So we're going to have one of our, we're going to have a master's athlete on later today who took first in the uh, men's 40 to 44, uh, Rudy uh, Berger. And he, yeah, took first at 40 and took 10,000 votes. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Sure. <laughs> but that's a discrepancy. And I want to know what the thinking is. Yeah. So we're going to reach out for comment on that and maybe do another story about that as well. Um, so look for that to maybe pop up sometime in the next few days. And then are we talking about shoes too or no? I don't think we're far enough down the line um, okay. on that one, but we're going to look at bonus structure of shoe companies um, just to let you know. So look for that. Um, we're kind of digging into some things uh, depending on the shoe company, what the bonus structure is for the athletes who win events. Because it yeah, is well known that Reebok is paying anybody who wears a Reebok and signs up twelve grand if they win an event. Mm -hmm. And we know from interviewing other athletes what that their shoe companies do a bonus structure. Nick says they needed the extra money to set up the NFL combine, probably. So with that, so we're, we're going to dig into, into that. that a little bit more and we'll, um, we'll probably put something out in the next week or so on that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So do we want to talk origin story now? Yeah. But before that, let's talk something. Let's go personal real quick. Yes. So Charlie and I, this week, our kids started back at school. Yep. 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 Oh yeah. We start early over here in the Midwest. Um, and yeah. Natalie just got her wisdom teeth taken out two days ago. And this was something funny. She decided um, after, while well, she was, um, you know, coming down from her anesthesia to take my phone and start FaceTiming everybody. And Charlie was one of the <laughs> ones that benefited from that FaceTime call. And it was it. quite the highlight of my week. I'm sure. As soon as, as soon as he answered it, I hear him just go, oh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> here we go she was a trooper she did pretty well though i was yeah. i was hoping she'd be a little goofier but she was cute well i think that's because they didn't let me back in the room when she was in recovery i think that's really where it would have been yeah but. yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah. i love yeah, those it are, those are the best videos ever wisdom teeth yeah i would have mm -hmm. loved natalie to facetime me at about 10 45 this morning because at 10 a.m this morning I'm done coaching for the morning and yeah. I usually come out, sit at my farm table and I get some work done and some pickup truck pulls up outside. This old guy, 83 years old, hobbles into the gym and he goes, do you fix spin bikes here? And I said, no, sir, I do not. What kind of spin bike do you have? How can I help? And he told me he has a slim fast spin bike. Didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. But I, you know, I had my computer open and I said, well, let me, let me take a look. And we Googled a couple places and he, he, I said, here, do you want me to write down the phone number? He's like, no, no, I got it. And he had this little notebook and a notebook in his pocket, you know, with, and he's writing down the phone number of the place. It's called Johnson Fitness, whatever. And his hand is like shaking, you know, like he's an old guy. And then he starts to talk to me. 
and he doesn't stop talking to me until I had to call, I had to like send a little SOS to my daughter to say, please call me. So she could call me and sort of interrupt the conversation. He showed me his notebook about how he used to be a type two diabetic. He weighed 240 pounds. Now he weighs 180 pounds. And he told me how he did it and what he ate and that he reads labels. And then he showed me his notebook about how every day in his notebook, he writes what day it is, how much weight, he, how, how much he weighs. And then he writes in how many workouts he does, how many meals he has, how, many, how much sugar he has, whether he's cleaning the living room or the dining room, whether he has to go to the post office or not, and all these little script, like old man scribbles on the pad. What about and his he started, Does he write those? Um, I, maybe. He had crossed out something. That's probably what it was. <laughs> then he told me about where he grew up, where he went to high school. He told me he went to a private boys school that my father also went to, but my dad's like nine years younger than this guy. And he told me about how the priests used to put on the boxing gloves and take the bad kids out back and that they would beat the shit out of each other. And like interesting stories. Then he got on to how he went to college. He was a chemistry major. And then he told me about how an atomic bomb was dropped on Maryland right before the atomic, the real atomic bomb was dropped and that nobody knew about it. I mean, on and on and on. Sweetest guy ever. But like, dear Lord, I need to get some work done. I got my food out. I like started eating. I was like, well, it's really great to meet you, Henry. And then just another story, another story. Oh, you probably made those though. I do. I do love talking to people with stories and especially when they're interesting, but like I need to set a timer on those because yeah. I have things to do. Yes. So Henry made my morning. Aww. Hope he doesn't come back. Right. <laughs> have a good day, Henry. <laughs> I'll be locking the door. Yeah. All right. So here we go. We're going to do the origin story. Okay. Um, and if you saw the, the thumbnail or any of the stuff on social media, I went through all the logos we've been through, mm-hmm. even at a trash can for things we tried and threw out. Um, so that I think was fun putting together. So it started on November 1st of nine of 2019 was our first ever episode. Don't go looking for it. You'll never find it. It has been deleted for real? Um, from existence, uh, because Charlie's kids played oh. a more prominent role than any of us on the podcast that evening. They want to be superstars. So the way the way they were superstars, the way it all started was I was doing Charlie, Amy, and I all went to the same gym at that time. Mm-hmm. I was doing the gym's podcast. Some things were happening at my day job. And I said, I'm sick of this. I want to do something that I love. And Charlie, Amy, and I would text each other during every CrossFit event. Now, remember 2019, we had sanctionals. So it was nonstop CrossFit stuff all year long. And so I went up to both of them and said, Hey, I have this harebrained idea. We talk about this stuff all the time. How about we just sit around a table and record it and we put it out as a podcast and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. What I want to know from the two of you is what were your thoughts when I came to you with that three years ago? Well, I literally just thought it would be just sitting around the table talking and recording it and that like nobody would ever listen to it. (laughs) You're recording for posterity, right? Right. We're just, okay, we'll record it. Uh, I I was hopeful that we would get to talk to some cool people, but um, I just, I never realized where or thought it would be where we are. Charlie, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I definitely didn't think it'd be, I definitely didn't think it'd be where we're at or going. Um, I thought it would pretty much be us shooting the shit. And then, uh, it started to get real when we started to get real talking to real people like the metal Keith early on when we were still terrible, but, um, here. but yeah, oh. hold on. I have to move. I'm yeah. My- <laughs> and this is so, all BC guys too, before cat. It's like the first episode before again. cat. Right. Yeah. Still media. Pieces. Excuse me. I'm on my office manager's desk. Let me move to my office. <laughs> and you guys were the cro- uh, Clydesdale CrossFitter. And, and friends. Right. Okay. So at that point, we were doing this a couple episodes, and then we decided, hey, we know a couple CrossFitters. 
Let's call them, see if we can go work out with them and then see if we can work out with them and then interview them after the workout. So episode six is where we kind of pivoted that direction and we went to Cleveland and we worked out with Saxon Pancheck. We did the workout. We took Sorry, was that 45 like a road minutes. Trip? Was that like it a, was like a how road far trip. away is Cleveland from Columbus? Two hours. So about an hour and a half. Okay. So this is like all hour, day, yeah. an all day thing. Like you get in the car in the morning, we're doing this. Yep. Sorry. I needed a color. Yeah, and we, we all got in the same car. We drove to Cleveland. We did the workout. It was, it was a whole lot of suck. We finished, we couldn't breathe. We tried to do a workout. My hand is shaking the whole time because I'm still recovering. And then, um, and then we, we got a great, great first interview with Saxon. We drive home and back then we did a news piece with it. So we did our news piece while driving home with a digital recorder being held up between us kind of passing it around the car as we went. Don't forget that the yep. mic went out when during the interview with Saxon. Yeah, your mic went out, so you and Amy had to share. Yep. I'd like to revisit yeah. what happened when we got our interview with um, Christy and Patrick. So mm. that was the next one we did. We went to CrossFit Polaris, and I was not a member there at that time. We just we called them. We dropped in. Another hard workout. Um, and it was packed in there that night. Like you, it, now this is all pre COVID. Like it was 30 people in this place. You barely had room to clean. And now they cap things at 18. So um, it was crazy. <laughs> we go upstairs to their office to start the interview. And I had forgot my memory card. I was literally so pissed. <laughs> so I so thank God I live five minutes away and they so were patient enough to do it. I drove home, got it, came back. We did the interview. Um, and this was all still audio only, but great interview after all of that. And yep. on that was episode nine, but episode eight is pivotal because that's when I went to Cookville, Tennessee to the Mam classic. I got an interview with Ben Smith. And also ran out of something. Mm. Batteries on that one. <laughs> so it was a four-minute interview with Ben Smith. But at that event, a friend of mine, Diana Alt, said, hey, I know someone who has an awesome story you need to interview. And she introduced me to this lady named Kat. And Kat and I talked for all of, what, 30 seconds? Maybe a minute, yeah. And I was, the rest I of the was distracted in, in my defense. Like I was distracted. I, I ended up like being head judge at that mayhem classic. We were um, trying to figure out eat things and, and whatnot. And, you know, I just like saw Scott, he had, you know, talked about his podcast. I didn't really understand what podcasts even were at that point in time. I wasn't really following any or doing things. And I just said like, yeah, yeah. You know, let's, let's hook up afterwards after this. So I called her. And while we're kind of talking, COVID is unleashing. Mm -hmm. We're doing more podcasts, but it's all audio. It is using a digital recorder where I plugged a phone into the digital recorder. And then we had mics kind of plugged in. It was 5,000 wires all to get an audio podcast compared to what we do today. Insane. Yeah. And how about, how about when like, I don't know if you did this with everybody, but you would do like a pre-interview before you just did that with me. Yeah. Cause if yeah. I'm, if I'm interviewing, like, sure. you know, this, like <laughs> if you're interviewing Christy O'Connell, you can research her because she has stuff online. Oh, I see what you mean. So you wanted to hear my story before you heard my story for the first time. Got it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Cause and I had remember, known you for all of 30 seconds and had yeah. no idea what your background was. Diana just said it was cool. said to me? During that conversation? What? Well, I remember you told me your story in about 30 seconds, and it should have been about 30 minutes. Yes, that's my personality. I'm like so cut to the chase type thing. I've been learning how to give more details. But I think you said something yeah. like, okay, when we do this tomorrow or whenever it was, like, 
you can take a breath. <laughs> like, like you can let me interject. <laughs> Cause I was just like, like I was reading a script. So, um, so yeah, so I met with Kat. We had, we did her thing. We stayed friends, kept doing the podcast and we had a whole bunch of early guests. I, I just want to throw out there that gave us a shot when the only listeners we had were my mom and Amy's dad. <laughs> and it was like Larry Moss and Tommy Marquez and Sean Woodland and Matt O'Keefe and Nikki Brazer. Yes. And Don't Jacob move. Hepner and Carrie Pierce and Margot Alvarez. The buttery like they bro. were awesome. Buttery bros. Forgot about that one even. Mm-hmm. So then it's about episode 20. We're getting close to our 25th episode. We thought that was a big celebration. So we, um, we asked Kat if she would come on and interview each one of us so our listeners would get to know us. Because right, I was not, I was, ju- I was just a guest up until that point in time. I didn't have anything to do with you guys. And so she scheduled individual interviews. None of us knew what was on the interviews of each other. Kat did them all, sent me the, the finished product, and we put them out there. At the same time, when she was interviewing Amy, Amy asked her or told her what her dream was. Well, Kat said, do you have a pie in the sky person you'd love to interview? I said, yes. And she made that shit happen. (laughs) And because she made that, that shit happen, we said, maybe we need to bring her on because COVID was crazy and everybody was working out of weird spots at that point. I think, I feel like Khan was right before that though, wasn't he? No, I guess it wasn't. Mm -hmm. No, it was. You're right. You're right. Okay. It was was not. Zoom. Our first Zoom was actually Kate Gordon, which is episode 20. Okay. And I had to do that because she we couldn't pay the long distance fee of the phone yeah. to Australia. So I hooked up Zoom and I did an interview with her, which showed us it was possible. Yeah. And then we got Khan and we got Chris Spieler and we got Annika and Dex and Emma Carey and Julie Fouché, all like bang, 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 bang. Dave Lipson. Right. Yeah, I was leaving certain names out, Amy, for <laughs> reasons. <laughs> I thought this was a scrapbook, and I want to scrapbook it. Okay. Yeah, we should. Yeah, I'd like to hear it all. Yeah. So we 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 got on a roll, and at that time, it was a combination of an athlete interview and news, all in one week. Mm. So you would listen to a little bit of news. We would go to the interview. We would finish up with a little bit more news, and then it was over. No, we had the uh... Epi- around episode forty is when the Glassman shit hit the fan. Wait, I wanted to hear what Charlie was saying. Go ahead, Charlie. Well, you forgot we were doing the best things we saw in the week. Oh yeah, we had the. We'd have a question of the day. Question of the day. Best things on the internet. Yeah, best yeah, thing I and that, that, that went all the way. I think. For. Yes. Yeah, that went that went a long way. That was like up into the one hundreds. Um, but yeah. So then episode forty hits, and we decide there's too much news happening all the time. We need to separate these things out. So that's when we move to like what we now call the roundtable and the the interviews or the podcast and it split off into two. And that's kind of how we, that happened. And then we get, we get to a point where we're asking, we finish off with these like 10 questions with the athletes that we have scrapped since uh, because they became kind of repetitive. Um, They were good. They were good when we had them though. When they were fresh, they were interesting for sure. They were. And periodically we should pull them out, just not make it a steady thing. But yeah, yeah, it was fun. Rapid fire, right? Is that what we called it? Yeah. Because yeah. we even had, remember then, Scott, we pulled like graphics from wherever. So let's talk a little bit about the production process for this. Like a little behind the scenes of how, how we did all this, right? 
We've got so some originally, like, go I'll do the original and then I'll turn it over to you for the, like when we went to video. Okay. Early, it was all done with a, with a Zoom digital recorder through phone. And even when we were all living in the same city, the three of us, we would call, do a three-way call and record it on this digital recorder. That's how we recorded the podcast. If we were all in person, we had to have headphones, microphones, and Masks. cables everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we sat around a table, literally a table. And it's kind of where the round table concept came from because we literally started this sitting around a table at the old, at the gym. Mm -hmm. And then we would take that, we would, we would go to audacity and we would edit it, throw in beginnings and ends and all that kind of stuff. And then put it up. Yep. When we started with Spieler, he was our first video one. Everything changed and the production became so much more. Yes. And we, and we are not production people. Like I am not creative. I don't understand software very well. And so we went with, you know, this software that's probably prehistoric, but we're used to it now and we know how to use it and we're not changing. <laughs> it's not premiere. It's not final cut. Um, it's something else. And it like bugs out on me all the time. And it makes me, every time I want to download it, export a video, it makes me log in again because it forgets who I was. And it used to not save. Like if you did a save as it wouldn't change the file you were in. So I would constantly like overwrite files by accident. Um, super cumbersome. We've, we figured it out and I think we use it pretty well um when we have to um but like what a pain in the butt um and i remember you had a meeting with me and amy to teach us how to do production and then amy i don't think ever produced an episode yes i know my what i'm can do yeah you're like i have 12 jobs this is not one of them yeah um so yeah, and so like Scott and I would alternate, like you do the round tables, I do the Sunday night ones, and we'd go from there. And then we do all the thumbnails in Canva. I had the Canva account, so I would do all the thumbnails. Scott finally got his own Canva account so that he didn't have to rely on me to do them because sometimes it would be like two in the morning and we'd realize that we didn't have a Canva thumbnail. And I'd wake up to a text at four in the morning and I'd like try to put a thumbnail together uh, for YouTube or Instagram. Or I'm on the road back from William right. & Mary and have no access to my Canva. Right. It's just crazy. Cause Canva on the mobile app sucks. Just so you know, like it's way better on desktop. Um, yeah. So that's all evolved. And then we can talk a little bit about the StreamYard piece. Cause that's, so yeah, I'm going to get to now. that. So I'm going to get to that. Then we, um, so the next thing is oh, game so season 21 game season right. 21. We went to this, all this, I went to all the semis like in North that were live in North America. The first one was the Mac and Kat and I stayed together, which was with a friend, Mike. And well, I got to out. teach, I, we I, got to do the wonder. No, not okay. our Mike. Okay. Judge Mike. And okay. we were doing the post-production stuff together. And that's where I think you learn the most Yeah, because we yeah. were together and failing at so many things during that time. Yep. And we were so bad that we were up until like two in the morning doing post-production after those semifinal events, uh, yeah, getting like brutal. three hours sleep and then back to the, the event the next day. Yep. Um, that is also when we tied our wagon to the morning chalk up um, to get us uh, passes to things. Um, so we went through that season doing kind of dual work morning chalk up and our own stuff. And at the end of the game season that year, we decided we can't do this any longer. There are a variety of reasons why it didn't work out. And, but most importantly is we wanted to be able to do things the way we wanted to do them. And so we started, we decided we, we sat at a table our at our hotel mm -hmm. um, in Madison uh, with chicken or steak or something from the grill. Mm -hmm. I think we were all there. The yeah. We were all there sitting yeah. around the table and we decided if we're going to do this, let's jump in all in and do it. And we all signed on for that. And that's how that happened. So, it, so it then we chicken. moved from there. 
Go. Let me tell you, it was chicken because Cat interrupted somebody else on the grill and was like, we're just going to put this chicken here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they were like, they were like a family of 40 and they were had like all three grills going with all their food. I'm like, can we jump in here a little bit? Just give me some fire, please. Mm-hmm. That was funny. And that's, that's where I met Kelly Friel, who is the 40 mm-hmm. to 44 year old female champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was staying at our hotel and we shared a grill. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that happened. And then this, so we have been kind of in the planning stages for six months after that happened in January of that year is when we decided to launch the rig report to do more news type stories. We did that. We did that as long as we could until semis came. And that's when I think we made our biggest change. Go ahead. Yeah. Cause the, cause the rig report just for background, highly produced, right? Like a lot of work to, to put that together to, and, and not necessarily timely, right? Cause we were releasing like once a week and we had to like line up the interviews first. We'd have to record them, produce them. And when I say we, I mean, mostly you, cause you did, I think I did like one um, of them record intros, outros, all that stuff. Like a lot of just technical things that we're not keen on. So go ahead. So then we were talking and I, I think it was cat. Correct me if I'm wrong said we should try to interview all the semifinal athletes so people know who they are going into semifinals. We decided to do that. We, we invited everyone that wasn't like a top five athlete. That had Instagram or that we could find on Instagram. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And we all decided we were going to break these up. We'll all and jump Sun in Gun where Toy we does can. does not have Instagram. Just want to let you know. Yeah, she does. I could not find her. Yeah, she does. But anyway, go ahead. Um, We all decided to jump in where we could. And we, we did 109 interviews during semifinals in a three week, four week stretch. That was insane. It was. It was insane because it was also my last. Probably one of the most gratifying things we've ever done on this podcast. 100%. Getting to know all those people developing those relationships and then going to semifinals in person and meeting them in person and getting to know them was incredible. Yeah. Then when semifinals were done, we said, Hey, why don't we do the same with the games athletes? And so we invited every single English speaking games athlete onto the show (laughs) who had Instagram. And again, super rewarding experience. I think we ended up doing like 35 interviews of games athletes, almost half of the individual field. Um, and that took us to the games where things have, we got to experience things in a different way this year than we did last year. And I think Amy, you can talk to that because the year before Kat and I were with morning chalk up, you and Charlie were kind of going to the affiliate lounges and doing the beer garden and all that kind of stuff. This year we were a team. For sure. And I thought it, I thought it was great because, um, well, you know, we didn't, Charlie and I didn't have the same access as you guys had last year. So the fact that, you know, we all had the same access um, and Charlie wasn't able to come this year that we could split up and be like, I'm going to get this side of the field. You get the other side of the field, Scott, maybe you're producing in the media room. Then we can kind of rotate or switch or, Hey, let's go cover the masters while someone stays here. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, of course, we wanted to be with each other, like right next to each other for a lot of the things. But then at other times, we'd be like, no, let's separate so we can get a different vantage point here. Yeah. When all of that allowed us to all make relationships mm-hmm. during that week that were invaluable. And the coolest thing for me is we got media credentials on our own mm-hmm. for every event we went to this year, mm-hmm. off season, in season. And we did it all on our own through hard work, through perseverance and opportunity showed up at the games where we were the only entity to show up at every press conference that CrossFit held. Mm-hmm. True. Because even, even the big ones missed the first one. Yeah. And, and that got yeah. us a chance to make a name for ourselves. When I was working in the media room doing production and stuff. I was sitting by all the heads of CrossFit media and I got to know them. I got us a pit pass to the Coliseum 
which we didn't have at the beginning of the week. Um, I w- we were able to do so many things this year that we've never been able to do, and we did it all on our own. And that was what was really cool. And all of it was through relationship building, like Kat knowing Wilson and working MacFest got us credentials to Mac and Syndicate without even a blink. Yeah. So let me tell you something that I learned the most at the games this year. Um, I mean, it's pretty evident, and I think I've always known this, but really just having it illustrated to me day after day, moment after moment, that Kat is miscongeniality. Literally, everybody knows her. She knows everybody. We'll be walking around, and it's like, I'm famous because I'm with Kat, because Kat is everybody knows her. Yeah, I um, when I was a kid, I used to, like, memorize yearbooks. Like, my brother was three years older than me. I was boy crazy. He went to an all-boys school, and I would just look at pictures and names and quotes and sports and just memorize, like, everything about people. And I would actually see those people and go up to them and talk to them as if we were friends, not yeah. realizing that they had no idea who I was. I just knew everything about them. And I would sort of Jedi mind trick them into thinking that we were friends. So I think that's kind of what I do. Manipulate is what it sounds like. You know, I just, I just sort of um, persuade, right? And so yeah. if I know a lot about someone, I can go, especially CrossFit athletes, because they meet so many people, they don't remember everybody that they meet. But if you go up and start talking to them and like referencing things that maybe only certain people know about, they basically are like, oh, shit, she really must know me because she knows all these things about me. It's a good it's a good quality to have. But this is what else worked out well, like especially like with first of all, Kat and I walk with a purpose. So we get shit done like we're here we go. We've got to go here. But the other, I think the benefit about our differing personalities, although we seem to be the same person, there are some big differences. But Kat is very outgoing, very extroverted, where I definitely am more introverted. But with that, the benefit that I have is that I'm constantly observing and constantly seeing what's going on. And then I can say something to Kat, hey, did you notice this? And then she'll be like, oh, let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. And. And the cool thing about this season was we realized that we were never going to be able to keep up with production with what we were trying to pull off. And that's when StreamYard jumped in. That's when we decided that we would have to do all these live Mm -hmm. because it reduces the production by 75% to do these live. And what that did then is allowed us to engage with our audience get to know you, the listeners, um, who have been awesome on this ride, uh, to get to know you guys and the things that you have done, what our listeners did Tuesday night still is blowing me away two days later. Um, that was awesome. Love you guys love everything that you guys are doing. And so when we got to the games and what's cool is there's so many relationships are built that like you're getting fist bumps from Boz, you're getting, like it was, it was so surreal mm-hmm. in the moment just by the way we acted and the way we held ourselves during the week that we got so much respect and it was really cool. And also we were people's coaches and we didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> oh, I love that guy. I know. Um, and so then we finish up with, we debrief what's going on at the games this year and how can we make things better for the next season? And that will be, that will, ah, my mom. (laughs) And so how can we make it better going into next season? And that's when we decided we need a less produced new show that can be more reactive to things going on. We still want to be trusted. So it's not going to be throwing shit out there without, backing it up or finding out what's going on, but we're going to do, as soon as we can get it out there, we're going to get um, news pieces out that are standalone pieces. We're going to bring on some people who have, who I talked to at the games and I'm still talking to, to this day that want to do segments on our platform under our umbrella that we will facilitate. Um, those will be coming out. We're giving our podcast crew more, um, autonomy to be whatever they want to be. If they want to do shorts, if they want to do longs, 
they can do whatever they want and it'll be under their name. They get all the credit. They get to do all that stuff as well. And I think that's pretty much everything I had. The last thing I'll say is this season was the most gratifying season in my professional life. Every job I've ever held, what we pulled off this season, I could not be prouder of than anything else I've done in my life. And that includes all of you guys, everything that you did to help, all the suggestions you made, all the time you put in. I appreciate all three of you so much. And I'm so glad that we're on this journey together. So cool. I just want to know what is your plan to make sure that Kat and I are under control next year? What are you going to do if we get slap happy? That's why we have separate rooms this time. So <laughs> he'll send us to our room. So, and, and I'm going to, that's what I'm going to say. Like, I was talking to Peter with Coffee Pods and Wads this morning. And I told him like this year we decided to go all in and see what would happen. Like give everything we had to this and see what would happen. And I, we, I think we realized we can move mountains, right? That we have the ability to do this. We're so confident in what we can do. We're hoping to take a team to the games next year. And we have already booked four hotel rooms <laughs> in Madison to be already. able to take a team so that we can crush it next year. What yeah. that's going to look like, I'm not sure, but we're we're so optimistic that we are getting ready for the games next year with with that many hotel rooms so that we can bring a full team in to cover everything. Uh, because I think a couple areas where we were not as good were masters, teens, and um, adaptive, yep. and teams. Although we have a ton of coverage on Reykjavik. We, we slighted some of the other teams in the field. Yeah. And we, and I think we could have done a better job too, with like the vendor village stuff, like, you know, the, and the fan experience, we didn't really, you know, we had ideas about that, but just like, weren't sure quite how to execute that. And you can't be in eight places at once. So if we can, my, my goal for next year is to get, you know, a legit photographer and a legit videographer along with the social media help that we had this year to sort of just build on that so that we can be doing all of those other things like upfront with people, whether it's athletes, whether it's seminar staff, whether it's CrossFit games staff um, or spectators. That's, you know, yeah, cause that's, we bring that to life for people that aren't there. Yeah. And we're definitely going to get more interviews on site well, next year than we did this year. Yeah. And yeah, we definitely need Charlie to be there and especially in Vendor Village, because I was struggling to get free stuff. It was because hard. they just wanted to, me to scan a QR code every time, and then I had to sign up for some list. I don't want that. I just want the free stuff. Nope. nope. Yeah. We the other, the other thing, we haven't talked really a, a lot about this, is that I want us to be able to identify our audience by name. And I don't know what that looks like, but we need some creative minds and maybe Travis can help us with this at Vindicate. But I would like to have like a Clydesdale crew or a Clydesdale army or some kind of branded name for the people that are behind us, um, you know, that aren't working for the company, but that are, you know, our followers, let's say. I don't want to call them fans because that sounds really weird, but our, our audience. And I would love to like create an identity for them and have them represent what we, what we do. Agreed. So if Agreed. creative minds have ideas on what we should call those people, um, let us know, because I think there's some creative things we could do to, to, to throw some merchandise at that. And it's, I'm not saying it because I want, you know, the proceeds from the selling of the merchandise. I just want the merchandise in people's hands and represented at their gyms. And when they go to events and things like that to just have, I think it would be really cool. I think what we should do with that is the winner will get some C4 products. Oh, the person that gives us the idea or their design? Correct. That's a good idea. We could do that. Yeah, we're trying to come up with a contest. Uh, C4 wants to give away a prize pack. Um, and so, again, we're having our staff meeting on air. Yes, <laughs> as always. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're, coming, we're trying to come up with a contest. And maybe that's it. 
Um, but look at our socials. We'll put out something as to what that contest is. And the winner's going to get a, like C4 is really generous with their prize packs. Uh, so you'll get a pretty substantial prize pack if you win this contest when we come up with the rules and how to do rules it and regs. Yeah. But with that, we are at the hour point. We actually have an appointment coming up and we have an interview this seat this afternoon with Rudy Berger at four 30. Yep. So make sure you tune in for that. Uh, we'll let you go next week. We'll be back with our regular uh, antics. And I hope that was enough to kind of tell you where we started, where we are at and where we're going. And we'll see you next time on Clydesdale Media Roundtable. Thank you so much for joining Clydesdale Media for today's episode. If you like what you hear, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes are out. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time with Clydesdale Media.